I'm Deborah Bigda, and this is the Restoring Hope podcast, where you can come to discover that no matter how bleak your situation may seem, you can experience true hope and ultimate health. And I'm not referring to just your physical health. I'm talking about a holistic approach to your health, including your mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial health. Join me as I share inspiring stories, incredible guests, and tangible actions that will transform you into the healthiest version of you, that version of you that is fully restored and hopeful for all that is possible. What would you say is more important, your physical health or your spiritual health? If you've been following along with me, you know that I talk about the five pillars of your overall well-being. They're your physical health, spiritual health, mental health, emotional health, and financial health. And so many times I sit there and I wonder, of those five, which is the most important? Is one more important than the other? What do you guys think? I'd love to hear it in the comments. But for me, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I'd say your physical health is really extremely important. But then, if you know anything about me, Without God, I feel like I have nothing. God is for truly my foundation. And so then is it really the spiritual health? And I was toying with the idea of which one back and forth. And then I realized I really think it's a combination of those two. Because from those two, those two truly impact all of the pillars. Now, any one pillar going you know, astray from you will certainly impact the other four pillars. But I started to almost think of your spiritual health and your physical health almost like the concrete of your foundation. So if you know me, you've listened to me for a while. I love analogies. I think a good visual helps just really, this is going to be a pun on words, cement it in your mind. And I say a pun on words because I was sitting there trying to debate physical or spiritual, physical or spiritual, which one's the most important? And I was like, really think it's the two almost like your foundation of your house that's created from concrete and if you know anything about concrete it's like the concrete mixture and then you have the water you mix it together to create that concrete and so i was like huh i think spiritual and physical kind of come together combine to create that concrete foundation I'd love to know what you think of that analogy, but today I want to spend a little bit of time talking to you about your physical health. Now, when it comes to your physical health, I would say there are five different aspects to your physical health, and those aspects are movement, sleep, nutrition, which basically is referring to the food that you consume, not a diet, but what you're putting into your mouth, supplements, and hydration. And again, when you do not focus on all five of those areas of your physical health, your physical health will not be at its peak. And I always refer to everything that we do in our life. We can just kind of function and get by, but there is a difference with functioning and getting by and being at your peak performance, right? And so for your physical pillar, there is a huge difference in just kind of getting by and being 
absent of any serious disease versus thriving and literally being at your absolute peak performance for your physical health. That doesn't mean that you have to be an elite athlete to be at your peak performance. You can be an incredible stay-at-home mom at your peak performance, or you can be that stay-at-home mom that's like just functioning to get by, right? You can be this phenomenal husband in peak performance for your physical health, or you can be this husband that is doing his very best, just trying to get by on his physical health. And in all case, whatever role it is that you um, have in life, it is significant the impact that you can have in this world on your family, on your friends, on yourself, on everybody around you if you're at your peak. So going back to these five areas of your physical health, movement, you have to move your body. I am not talking about having a gym membership and hitting it hard and, you know, spending an hour every day. I am talking even just simply 20 minutes a day. Get outside and walk. Highly recommend weight-resistant exercises as well, especially for anybody over the age of 40 because your muscle mass decreases significantly as you age. Okay, and we need to have that muscle, but movement is key. Again, it does not need to be anything serious. And really, I highly recommend that you don't go all hardcore like cardio. Don't come to me like, man, Deb, I worked it hard. My heart rate was, you know, whatever, 180, 200. Like I was pushing it for an hour at the gym. I do that seven days a week. That's actually not very good for your body. We'll get into some of these later, but today I'm going to go over all five in general. And over the weeks, we're going to dive into each one. The second one is sleep. You have to have eight hours of sleep. Now, this is coming from somebody who used to pride herself very highly on the fact that I could function on four hours of sleep every single day. And I need to go to bed late because the only time to accomplish things is after my kids go to bed. And really when people told me I needed those eight hours of sleep and they needed to kind of be with that circadian rhythm, meaning that you're sleeping, not necessarily when the sun goes down, because we all know the sun goes down quite early, but really like you're kind of going to bed around 10 o'clock at night and waking up around six o'clock in the morning or maybe 11 to seven. But in all honesty, I used to go to bed at like one, two, three o'clock, sometimes four o'clock in the morning and roll out of bed depending upon what needed to happen that day it would depend upon what time I'd roll out of bed. But the truth of the matter is, is when I finally decided that I would prove their theory wrong, in all honesty, I actually realized that the only person wrong was me, that I was more productive and got more done when I got made or my eight hours of sleep. Okay, so I've done quite a bit of studying now on sleep and lots of things happen in your body while you are sleeping. If you've got less than six hours of sleep, they did a study of over 10,000 people and those that got six hours or less of sleep had a significant decrease or loss in muscle mass. Muscle is so important 
in order to stay healthy. First of all, muscle burns fat. So if you're looking to lose weight, you need to be looking to gain some muscle. So get your sleep. That's an easy way to do it, right? Lots of other things happen while we're sleeping too. Our um, cells repair themselves. Dead, damaged cells kind of get destroyed and um, removed from our bodies. Our um, mental health improves. So you need to be getting that eight hours of sleep. If you're having issues falling asleep, we'll be talking about things that you can do to help with that. But for right this moment, I want you to know that eight hours of sleep is extremely important. And unless you have some sort of shift type work job, you need to be going to bed around 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I realize that may be really challenging for some of you. And again, in another podcast, I'll talk about ways that you can make that shift because it's totally unrealistic if you're currently going to bed at midnight or past midnight to suddenly say, oh, I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock. I'm not even going to try to tell you to do that. That's unrealistic. Chances are you'll fail and then you'll just say, well, you see, Deb, I can't do it. So I'll be giving a talk on sleep specifically, but for now, no Let's aim for eight hours of sleep. And if you're not, then you just know that's something that we can work towards. The next pillar is your nutrition. And by that, I'm talking about the food that you're eating. Now, the word diet has the word die in there for a reason, folks, because no matter what diet you choose, you're slowly dying. Diets are restrictive. They really are not sustainable. For anybody that is on a quote-unquote diet, almost all of them at some point fail. They go off their diet, then they gain back all their weight. The reason is, is because you feel like you're in this restrictive mode and you've not actually changed your lifestyle. And many diets, keto, for example, while there may be interesting or valid points to some of the philosophies behind keto, Carbs are not your enemy. You actually need carbs in your body to perform certain functions. And so with keto, for example, a common side effect is losing your hair. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't think I want to get fit and have hair loss just to supposedly look good or feel good. By nutrition, I am talking about looking at the foods that you're eating and paying attention to the ingredients. It can even be that simple to begin with. Just start reading your labels. If the products that you're buying have more than about five to six ingredients in them, it's very, very likely that those ingredients are going to be processed ingredients, chemical-based ingredients, artificial type ingredients, and you want to avoid those. So even if in the very beginning, all you did was start reading labels, that would make a huge improvement in what you're eating. Another general good rule of thumb is when you're at the grocery store, spend most of the time on around the outside edges. That's where the fruits, veggies, meats, dairies, eggs, etc. are. Things towards the inside of the grocery store typically come in packages, boxes, and it's processed food. So that's just kind of another good rule of thumb. Again, we'll go into lots of detail on how it is you can slowly change. I am all about small, simple steps. Anytime you say, that's it, I'm going to go into my pantry, I'm clearing everything out, I'm going to start anew, and I'm not going to eat anything processed. 
well, unfortunately, you've probably just set yourself up for failure. And again, when we fail, it's harder for us to be willing to try it again later. Because in our brain, we've already told ourselves, well, we tried that before and we failed. We're not going to be successful at this. So everything I talk to you about is small, simple, sustainable steps leading you to a lifestyle that is healthy and it's natural to you. And so, yes, if you go to a party, yes, indulge in a couple of sweet treats, but you don't suddenly crave it all the time. And that's what you're having as a large portion of your diet. Again, in this case, when I say diet, I'm just referring to what it is that you're taking in, not a specific diet that you're following. The next key to your physical health is supplementation. I cannot stress to you enough how important supplementation is. Now, I am going to make a little caveat here. Not all supplements are created equal. And when we're looking at supplementation, we definitely want to be addressing our gut health. I know for a fact that not all supplements are created equal because I have a personal testimony from my family in trying different types of supplements and in working with clients over the past, gosh, seven, eight years and watching them change just their supplements alone and having an enormous difference in the results. Now, why are supplements necessary? You might ask yourself. You might be saying, well, Dad, like, hey, look, I only shop around the outside edges of the grocery store. I only buy foods that have five ingredients or less. I don't consume any type of artificial anything. It's all whole foods. I cook everything myself. And I'm sitting here thinking, wow, you're, you're incredible. But it's possible that you really do fall into that category. You might even buy all grass-fed meats, all like eggs that are just from the pasture. Like you are doing, everything's organic. You're doing all the right things. But here's the deal. The soil that our food is grown in, even if you are purchasing organic foods, is depleted of nutrients. There's a study that they did where they looked at a patch of farmland and how the nutrients that came from a bowl of spinach. And some number of years passed, 30 or so years, and they went back to the land, that same patch of land, and they looked at the nutrients that came from a bowl of spinach. And what they found is in order to get the same nutrients from one bowl of spinach from said number of years, now it was requiring like 30 plus bowls of spinach to get the same number of nutrients. Now, I love me some spinach. Okay, I have it all the time. I'll eat it raw. I'll eat it sauteed. I absolutely love spinach. There is no way in this world that I could eat 30 bowls of spinach. But the point is that there is a soil depletion. And yes, there are ways to farm the land to try to help minimize that soil depletion. But it would probably be a rare person that could tell me that they're getting 100% of their food from farmland that is being farmed in that manner. And even still, I would say there is nutrient depletion occurring. It just may not be as severe. So you have to have supplements in order 
to give your body the nutrients that are missing. You need to have supplements to address gut health because throughout the foods that we're eating, the lack of sleep, the amount of stress, your gut is constantly getting imbalanced. And while there are foods that can help with gut health, the amount of that type of food that you would need to consume to get what you could get from high quality gut health products would again be almost probably impossible to consume. Now, if you're interested in the types of supplements that I highly recommend after all of my research, you can reach out to me. I would be happy to share that with you because we spent a fortune on supplements before and I definitely have my product line that I prefer and highly recommend. And again, this is after years of researching and trial and error and also finding out that the amount of money that I was spending on what I thought were the best products didn't actually get the results. So really what we're looking for here is results and things that are backed up by clinical studies. So if you're interested, let me know. The last key to your physical health is hydration. Hydration is so important. 80% of people in this world are chronically dehydrated. When you are chronically dehydrated, your body is holding on to weight. You actually have to have the water molecules in your body to help your body release the fat cells. Being chronically dehydrated has some pretty severe consequences. A lot of people that are chronically dehydrated also deal with like headaches, lack of sleep, fatigue. The list is so long for what happens to us when we are dehydrated. But here's the problem. Since we're chronically dehydrated, most people don't even realize that they're dehydrated. Now, going back to my analogy, and if you listen to my podcast from last week, I talked about this car analogy, and I even said, oh, I really use my car analogy when I'm talking about my physical health or physical health to people. I want you to think of your four tires of your car as your, your sleep, the nutrition, your supplements, and your movement, and then your gas for the car is water. You can drive that car with four flat tires or you can drive that car with four fully inflated tires and the right kind of gas, or you can be driving your car somewhere in the middle. Now my husband's a big car fanatic and he's always talking about getting the best gas mileage and you know treating your car the right way so that it will run the longest and you'll get, it'll survive. We have cars right now that I think are 15, 20 years old, but we keep them in really good shape. So your physical health is the same way. If you're getting your eight hours of sleep, you're moving your body every day, you're taking the right kind of supplements and addressing your gut health, you are eating good, healthy foods, paying attention to the labels, eating whole foods, still enjoying some sweet treats here and there. But in general, you're really particular about what you're eating. And again, not in a manner where you're feeling deprived. And you're staying fully hydrated. You are going to get the best gas mileage you can out of your body. When you're going to have the most energy, the most vibrancy, the most ability to have like mental clarity and the best possible physical health. However, if you start to let any one of those tires go flat, whether it's you're getting a little less than eight hours of sleep, you're not really moving your body every single day. 
eh, you're probably not doing a great job on the eating. You know, you're kind of doing mediocre. Maybe you're not really taking supplements because you're like, I don't have the money for that. Or you're not quite drinking. You're going to start to see your physical health start to falter. Now, can you still function as a human? Absolutely. Can you function if a whole tire goes in to pot? You only get maybe three, four hours of sleep? Absolutely. I did it for years. Could I function if I wasn't really eating well and I wasn't sleeping well? 100%. But the more that those tires start to deflate, the more you're going to be sluggish. The slower you're going to go, just like that car is going to go slow. So I want to encourage you, rate yourself, take some time and rate yourself. How are you on your movement? How are you on your sleep? How are you on taking supplements. And if you're taking them, which ones are you taking? I'd love to have you take a 60-day challenge and swap out to the ones I recommend and see if you notice the difference. Because I'm telling you, when people take me up on that challenge, they all notice a difference. And not only do they notice a difference in how great they feel, they also realize they're saving more money. How are you doing on the foods that you're eating? Now, there's no judgment here. I know I'm a busy mama too. And let me tell you, convenience is high on my list at times, but we don't want convenience to take over our lives and detriment our health. So take a realistic look at what it is that you're eating. There's never any judgment. What we always want to do is I want to meet you where you are and help you slowly take steps towards thriving in vibrancy. I will never judge somebody ever. It doesn't matter terrible in your mind you are at all of these things that I'm talking about. There is never any judgment. What I like to do is come to you wherever you're at and take your hand and lovingly help you along the way to a life of vibrancy, a life of healthy living, a life of a healthy lifestyle without feeling judged without feeling restricted and how are you on your hydration so take a look at those five categories and tell me how you're doing i'd love to hear to learn from this and as always please 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 share this with your friends there is a link to my five pillars of your overall well-being you can find that link in the show notes. I hope you guys have an amazing day and are just thriving and full of energy. Thank you for joining us today on the Your Storing Hope podcast with your host, me, Deborah Bigda. It would mean the world to me if you'd like and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your family and friends, those that you think might benefit from what it is that we've shared today. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Check out my website. The link is listed below. My prayer for you, my friends, is that you are able to lean into the person that God has truly designed you to be, restoring hope for both yourself and all of those around you. Until next week, have an amazing day. Love you all. Can't wait to chat next week.